Praises to our God, sing praises, clap your hands, all you nations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, I would have you know that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel, for I did not receive it from man nor was I taught it, but it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the Church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people, so extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and had called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his Son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia, and again I returned to Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas, and remained with him fifteen days. But I saw another of the other apostles, except James, the Lord's brother. Peace be to you, the reader. from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, there came to Jesus a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the, of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he besought him to come to his house, for he had only an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As he went, the people pressed around him, and a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years had spent all her life living upon physicians and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him, and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? And all denied it. Peter said, Master, the multitudes surround you and press upon you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone forth from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him 
and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, a man from the ruler's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher no more. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear, only believe, and she shall be well. And when he came to the house, he permitted no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and bewailing her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Good morning. Have you ever lent something to someone and that person misused it? Have you ever lent something out and it was either never returned, came back damaged, or used in the wrong way by the borrower? Nobody likes that feeling. When you trust someone else with something that is yours, and then that person goes ahead and loses it, or breaks it, or uses it in the wrong way, not regarding whose it was in the first place. That's bad stewardship. A steward, by definition, is a person whose job it is to manage the land and property of another person. A steward, then, is someone who manages something that really belongs to another. We, of course, are all stewards of God's gifts to us. Everything we have, really, belongs to God. Everything we have, our minds, our abilities, our material goods, our hands with which we work, all come from God who is the giver of all good things. We are all stewards of what God has given us. Since this is the case, we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing with what God has given us? Will God, on the day of judgment, say, I gave you all these things. What did you do with them? Is God waiting for us right now 
to take decisive action and help the work of the church as it preaches the gospel and as it helps the poor. Is God concerned if we are correctly using what he has lent to us? Are we neglecting to do God's work? Or are we being faithful and good stewards, using what has been given to us to help the church and the poor? In today's gospel lesson, we read about two healings. The one of the woman with the issue of blood, and the other, the raising of Jairus' daughter. Christ our God, who gives all things good things, used his power to heal. He healed the woman who was not only sick, but also poor, richly impure, and a social outcast due to her condition. Think of her gratitude when Jesus healed her. To be released from all those things, not just the illness, but also the ritual impurity and the ostracism that would have accompanied that condition in Jesus' time. And what about when Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead? Imagine the gratitude that family had for God and for this great miracle. God did so much for Jairus' family. God did so much for the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus had the power to help those and he, those people, and he used that power to help them. He used that power. God did so much for them, and God does so much for us today. And we must respond to God, who has done so much for us. We must be cheerful givers to God's work of helping the church and the poor. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver, as St. Paul reminds us in his second epistle to the Corinthians. God wants us to be good stewards and cheerful givers with what God has already given us. God has given us the power to be good stewards, and we need to use that power. I want to raise up a recent example of good stewardship. In early 2015, the newly appointed president of the National Philoptico Society for the Archdiocese, challenged all chapters across the country to prepare and offer 250,000 meals by the time of the National Philopticos Biennial uh, Convention in Nashville in July of 2016. They were given a challenge. They knew that they had the power to meet the challenge. In fact, over the course of the year, the National Philoptical Society provided the poor with not the goal of 250,000 meals, but 750,000 meals. That's triple the original challenge. Our local chapter, chapter did its part, providing meals for the poor through Focus, Healing House, and Simpson House. That is what I call a great example of stewardship. Not only was the goal met, it was tripled. When we support our parish, our ministries of the parish, with our stewardship pledges, we help the power of God's word to be preached. When we support the poor, 
we bring God's healing to other people through the ministries of our parish and through our philanthropic work and giving. When we support the parish and when we help the poor, God sees that we are being good stewards with the many blessings he has given us. Let us all respond with continued and strengthened support of our ministries of our parish, like Philoptikos, and helping the poor with our donations and helping them with our own hands. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. Amen.